Yo, welcome back, guys. Week 11, cashing points. Good to be back with y'all again on this Friday afternoon. We got the, the regular setup back. We're back on, uh, you know, normal live stream schedule. Uh, our guy Ben is back. Uh, congrats to him on his family. Uh, huge, huge congrats on that. Uh, Ben's been kind of slowly getting back into things here, but um, yeah, it's good to have the whole crew back. Um, guys, week 11. Uh, we only have two teams on by this week, so we have a couple extra games here on the main slate after, uh, like, what, three, four weeks of, of 10-game or 12-game slates. Um, so we're back to almost full capacity here. Um, let's get it started, man. Uh, how, do, how do you guys feel about the slate in general? Uh, thoughts, feels? Um, really, I mean, I think, you know, the last game we're going to talk about, that Cowboys-Chiefs game is going to kind of, like, decide the slate. So how are we feeling? Definitely like it better than last week. Yeah. I disagree. Because I, I feel great about running back. And then I think uh wide receiver, I could like poke hole in all of poke holes in all of the top plays. And I think quarterback and, and tight end is a, a little tricky. And then even from tournaments, it's like I just want to go all in on Kansas City Dallas, but everyone wants to go all in on Kansas City Dallas. Yeah, that game is is gonna be massive, massive chalk. Um, as Graham Barfield would say, it's gonna fuck. <laughs> that game should fuck. Hopefully, it fucks. AJ Brown's gonna fuck this week too, Scott. Um, See, I don't know about that. I don't. That's one of the ones I've just been going back yeah. and forth on. We'll get to uh, it. I'm with you. Wide receiver is is difficult this week, um, but we'll we'll get to it. Um, let's get it started. Like I said, we got a couple extra streams, so we'll get rolling here. Uh, Let's Ravens walk the slate. Uh, we'll lightly it. jog it today. We'll lightly jog All it. Right. How about that, lightly jog. Um, might have to, might have to squeeze in uh, the lineup at the end here. But all right, let's get to it. Um, <clears throat> Ravens Bears. Ravens are five point favorites, which um, <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't know how they're not getting more points here, but um, they're five point favorites. Uh, Over under forty five. Um, yeah, there was kind of some concern with Hollywood and Bateman early in the this week they're they're fine uh hollywood and baby both practice today they should be fine uh latavius murray should be back coming off that ankle that he's missed what like three or four games with they cut Lev bell so i think we're going to see some sort of rotation with freeman and murray and it's still gross um the only other raven note i have is nick boyle should be back he's been practicing in full um i don't think it really affects mark andrews too much might dip his snaps just like a skosh but he's like running routes on like 85% of Lamar's dropbacks anyway, so it doesn't really matter too much. They're just going to go more 12 with Boyle back in the field. Gives him a little more flexibility. Uh, Bear side, uh, A-Rob is dealing with a hammy. He's doubtful. Uh, they just put Khalil Mack on IR, and Akeem Hicks is out, so Bear's front seven is in shambles if this could not possibly be a better spot for Lamar. Um, man, Chicago's been brutal at defending deep passes this year. They're fifth worst in EPA, eighth worst in fantasy points per attempt, and ninth worst and completion percentage allowed to deep passes. And, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson has the highest A dot in the league. Um, you know, we started talking about the Chiefs-Dallas game. Uh, that's going to be mega chalk, but I think at least on FanDuel, I think Lamar is going to push for the highest owned quarterback on this slate, right, Johnny? <clears throat> Probably on FanDuel, um, he'll be up there. I think it'll sort of just be split between three on FanDuel with Lamar, Mahomes, and, and uh, Dak, maybe Allen too. But 
Yeah, on DraftKings, I think he um, – I think Lamar maybe comes in around 10%, maybe a little bit less. I think people will be pretty focused on Mahomes and Dak there uh, yeah. since Lamar is significantly more. Right. Yeah, I mean, Dak's 72. I got to think uh, – I got to think he's probably going to be the chalk, right, on DK? I think so. I think he will be. Like, he's not projecting there now, but I think eventually as people start yeah. building, he will. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, great spot, man. This is an awesome spot for Lamar. Um, great spot for Hollywood too. Um, Bears are giving up the second, uh, it's actually the most fantasy points per target to wide receivers, fifth most yards per game. Um, you know, the thing is like with Lamar stacks this week, you know, Hollywood's obviously, you know, a strong tournament play every single week, but you know, it's tough with Bateman because last week his snaps and routes got cut. He ran a route on 34 of Lamar's 53 dropbacks. It's just just a 64% involvement rate. They play David, um, excuse me, not David, Devin Duvernay in the slot um, pretty much full-time and let Watkins kind of rotate in with Bateman some. So it definitely takes some of the steam out of out of Bateman. For, so I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that people sort of, just didn't really talk about with the Dolphins game was the Ravens played a hundred snaps against the Vikings on offense. And then they go up against Miami on a road game. Um, you know, and it was, it was like for, you know, for winter or whatever. I mean, it was humid and it was, I mean, Ravens were flat. There were guys playing less snaps than, than we expected. I think we can just throw that game out completely. And I think we should. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Bateman got a little less run because that was the probably the first time he's ever played, you know, a hundred snap game in his entire life. So we should really consider that when we when we think about the Ravens. Yeah, I'm with you on, you know, throwing that game out, but you're not concerned that Watkins is going to continue like cut into to Bateman a little. I would have been if Watkins wasn't just a total disaster. Yeah, I know, but they love, I mean, Greg Roman loves this guy, you know, for better or worse. I mean, this is his boy. That's my concern. It sucks. I don't know why they're not moving Bateman in the slot, too. Like, he can play all three spots. It doesn't really make sense to me, but I mean, they play Mark Andrews' big slot, too. Um, So, for Lamar Stacks, is it just Hollywood, or you're backing on Bateman, I guess? I think I'm I'm good. I'd play Bateman over over Watkins for sure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for, I'm not saying that for sure. Absolutely. But, yeah. Um, Scott, you got any thoughts here on Lamar uh, in this spot in general? Yeah, this is tricky. Uh, Bears, you could argue, are a great matchup for Hollywood. Like you said, efficiency they rank extremely poor. They're also giving up the fifth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers on deep passes. Hollywood over the last four weeks leads all players at all positions in XFP per game. That is huge uh, for a guy who is always supposedly, you know, low volume, high efficiency, boomer bust by nature. The the big thing with him is this has uncoincidentally come with Baltimore trailing on 69% of their plays. And what killed us the last few years with Hollywood was Baltimore was far and away the best team in football by point differential. We had a plus 400 
something over the last two seasons. That was like 50% better than the next best team. Really obscenely amazing game script. So they didn't need to go pass heavy. I mean, I don't see Baltimore trailing in this contest, but then you could argue, you know, they have no running back talent whatsoever, blah, blah, blah. And so it's just tricky. And then, like you said, you know, Bateman, uh, only a part-time player, but he's cheap. He's still getting eight targets. He's still getting 50 to 80 yards per game. Um, you can make a case for Darnell Mooney, who is already looking like mm-hmm. the wide receiver one. And now Allen Robinson is likely out. And it's just, again, it's, it's wide receiver. It's like, I don't know, none of these guys are slapping me across the face and saying, play them. They all feel like if you make a hundred lineups, maybe 10, 15%, I I don't know. I I don't have a good read. And I was hoping you guys can talk me into or off of someone. Yeah. So on the Lamar front, um, you know, I do think, obviously the running backs dying has a lot to do with it, but the flip side of that is, is Latavius last... back. Did you say that? Yeah. Latavius should be back. Um, I don't think that really changes much. So that's what I was going to say though. Is like, yeah, I think Freeman I... still starts. Yeah. I think Freeman still starts. I think Murray rotates in. And I mean, they have been, you know, above average in pass rate, like in everything that you, you want to see in terms of early down pass rate, they're 57% on early down pass rate, 13th highest over the last six weeks. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're a throwing team now. Um, my only worry is that this could be a spot where the Bears just just don't show up. Yeah, man. That's my concern, too. West likes the coverage shell matchup for Justin Fields a lot, who has been better of late, more running. Yeah, yeah. He, he is running more. But, I mean, Ravens also are going to blitz the shit out of him, and Fields wilted against Tampa's blitz, you know, back in, what, week seven. So, And against, against the Steelers, it was like <clears> – <throat> He was he was like full blown busting for most of that game. Yep. Until that fourth quarter, he had two really good drives in that late in that third fourth quarter. Um, I think Mooney's going to end up being overall with a Rob out. I mean, his floor is still super super low. Um, any any thoughts on Mooney or Komet here? Um, Komet's usage has been good. This is a good think- matchup. This is I don't think matchup. Mooney. I don't think you should really adjust his project. I think the industry may adjust his projections, and I don't I agree. think that's correct. I think Robinson has been the wide receiver too for what six weeks now, in terms of who Fields is targeting. So, I think you would be bumping probably other guys around him. Maybe you give Mooney like a smidge boost, but it'll probably be over over projected. I think. Yep, totally agree there. Um, Marquis Goodwin in tournaments? <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> and I would, I would like Komet, except for like the the Jimmy Graham stuff last week was was bizarre. And if Graham <laughs> is gonna be, if Graham is gonna come in for these red zone packages, like we're playing tight ends to like get in get in the paint. And if they're gonna throw four end zone targets to Graham going forward, then then Komet it hurts his upside. It's so weird to think we're talking about this though. And the well, year 2021 that's the thing though man it's like jimmy graham was not a, right he was not a part of this offense until last week like he did not get targets at all i mean he had three targets total coming into that game yep. um i'm i hope to god that they just kill those plays like you, you know it's bad when that espn monday night broadcast those guys are like 
dunking on uh, <laughs> on the play calling uh, those freaking fades at Jimmy Graham. Like even Lewis Riddick was shitting on it. Um, all right, we spent enough time in this game. Let's move on here. Texans Titans. Uh, Titans are ten point favorites. Over under forty four and half a point. Um, injury notes: um, Jeremy McNichols is out. He has a concussion. <clears throat> Uh, Titans linebackers are super banged up, but it doesn't really matter in this spot. Um, I mean, let's start with with the Titans, Johnny. Uh, Scott and I have been going back and forth on AJ Brown a little bit this week. Um, what say you? Uh, are you in here? Um, no Julio again. Obviously, he's on IR. Uh, the role has been great, but um, what do you think about AJ Brown in this spot? I think that we really need to consider – Titans in general. Um, I mean, they have a strong team total. They are 10 point favorites. Um, they can't, I mean, they can't really, they ran the ball. Okay. But they can't really run the ball all that well right now. Um, <clears throat> Brown makes sense as a guy who, so like you look at these top priced wide receivers on DraftKings, and you want a guy like, who is the guy that can score 40 points with the rest of them? It's probably him, but I like all these other guys so much better. And it's so weird because, you know, this is the team with the highest total. He really should be the focus of the offense, you know, most weeks and last week, I think probably a bit of an anomaly and, um, and I don't want to play Marcus Johnson. So no. Like I want to play AJ Brown, but I'll probably end up not having a whole lot. And, and I don't know if that's right or wrong. Yeah. Well, you said DraftKings. He's wide receiver on 11, uh, wide receiver 11 on FanDuel, which sort of, sort of makes him an unavoidable value. Yeah, he'll be, so he'll be massive chalk there. Yep. It's a little co- coincidental to me that he's playing Brandon Cooks's Texans when to me, they're basically the same player or that's how i'm viewing them now whereas brown is like the slightly richer man's brandon cooks where they're equally volatile but you just get a little bit more boom don't, don't let ben hear you say that why <laughs> because he'll he'll cry aj brown's his boy i mean so i love aj brown too but the thing <laughs> is what does the tennessee offense have outside of him and it's it's literally no one uh, you can make the argument, okay, Julio Jones leaves behind seven targets per game and Derrick Henry leaves behind a massive 35% share of the XFP. Okay, yeah, and he should be the focal point. But at the same time, he's done nothing the last two weeks without Derrick Henry. You could argue that those were tough matchups. They were Rams, Saints. But at the same time, Greg Cassell was telling us that New Orleans, what they did last week, holding him to just one catch and 16 yards, was they continually shaded safeties. They 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 brought in bracket coverage, which is what you can do and what you should do. So it makes him highly, highly volatile. This is an amazing matchup on paper. Cover one, A.J. Brown murders cover one. Uh, the Texans rank worst in fantasy points per game to outside wide receivers, worst in PFF coverage grade. But that threat of just selling out to stop him concerns me. And then on the opposite side, it's the same thing with Brandon cooks, who has been an amazing GPP play. He has five games with 17.5 fantasy points that ranks third most, but 
8.8 fantasy points per game the rest of the time. Uh, the Titans ranked dead last in schedule adjusted fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. Uh, you know, worst in deep pass uh, fantasy points per game. Bottom six to outside end wide receiver ones. And it's just like, okay, everything is lining up for this guy who's seeing amazing volume, uh, basically the entire offense, but it's the same thing. You know, we can't predict if a defense is going to bracket him or continually shade safeties, but it, it definitely makes this player who projects as a great value, highly volatile. Who's and who yeah. scores on the Titans? Yeah, I know. Do they score? I like Marcus 27, Johnson. 27 point team total and it hasn't budged. I know. I know. And that's that's the that's the best counter. Yeah. I mean, Titans, even without Henry the last couple of weeks, I mean, they've been fine offensively. And I, I gotta say, to your point, Scott, about Brown in his last two games, like, you know, that Rams game got out of the hand really fast. Like Rams just didn't show up. Um, Titans really didn't have to do too much in that second half. You know, and then last week, you know, Saints actually are like one of the few teams with, you know, three or four good corners. I mean, the Texans have dog shit. You know, they can try to bracket him, but I don't think it's going to be as effective as, as last week. Um, I think on FanDuel, I think I'm just going to keep it simple and just play him. I mean, he's 7,200. That's way too cheap. I mean, he's going to be chalk, but. And the Marcus Johnson thing. I mean, like, so, like, theoretically, you look at, if you if you pull the splits on the games that Julio didn't play, he has what five to six targets in each one, but like he didn't do anything in those other two. Yep. This is the first time that he actually did anything, and the Titans play like five guys at wide receiver. They have been doing this for you know two years now. I don't think that's really going to change. I I think he'll be. 10% owned on DraftKings, 15. Yeah, yikes. And I think that's – I just – I don't think I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, yikes. To your point, I mean, they, even when they cut um, Reynolds last week or two weeks ago, I mean, they still rotated last week. You know, Marcus Johnson was there too, but they still have, you know, fucking four guys after him. I mean, um, I don't think the Tennessee's offense has been good. Johnny said he thought it was good. You know, he has – Tannehill is 350 passing yards the past two weeks, two touchdowns, one interception. I mean, I could see this flopping, but it, it's hard to argue against that the Vegas total. I think that's that's really the best counter. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And and the whole Dante Foreman thing, like, I get it. He's looked the best out of them. But last week, when they were at, like, the – when they were inside the five, it was Adrian Peterson on the field for, like, almost all of the snaps. Yep. Yeah, I pulled that. Um, so they've run, uh, let's see, uh, eight, 19. They've run 19 plays inside the 10 over the last two weeks. Uh, the Titan have, Titans have, and Peterson's been on the field for 11 of them. Foreman has just four. McNichols has four. Um, They're going to have I mean, amazing starting field position every drive. Yeah. I wonder how much of that total is like, you know, pick sixes and things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, to your point, or continuing like that, like Marcus Johnson conversation, put a bow on that. He ran 20 routes last week out of 32 dropbacks. Uh, Westbrook Hakeem was at 15. Rodgers was at 11. Des, Pitch, Des Fitzpatrick showed up uh, 
played last hey. week. You got, you got seven snaps. Yeah, man, I, uh, I would not play Marcus Johnson. Like he was, he was the scary. he was the most fun story during preseason. Just like seeing the Titans, just like every every week of the off season, more and more regretting their pick. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they, they hated him so much they kept him on the practice squad below Josh Reynolds, who was a healthy scratch like every single week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's bad. I mean, Fitzpatrick was really bad in, in the offseason and preseason. So I just I don't think he's a he's a good football player. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, it's AJ Brown and Cooks. If you want a mini game stack that you can on FanDuel, it's going to be chalk, though. Um, so beware of that. Uh, Let's move on. Since Eagles, um, Alvin Kamara practiced on Wednesday and then immediately got downgraded uh, yesterday and today. Uh, I just saw a tweet come across my phone. He did not practice again today. Um, and then kind of like huge news too. Ty Montgomery has like a fucked up hand. I'm not really sure. I thought he broke his finger last week, but they're calling it a hand. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He hasn't practiced all week. Neither has Taysom. So like uh, it's Mark Ingram, and that's that's it in the backfield right now. Uh, Dwayne Washington sucks and barely played last week, even after Montgomery left that game. I think on like the second or third drive, he left it early. Uh, Mark Ingram ended up playing like 85% of the snaps, and um, yeah, he's going to do it again this week. Um, Scott, you, you know, you said running back was pretty simple. Um, are we going back to, to Ingram here? Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a top five value. Yeah. Uh, really strong play. He is who we thought he was going to be, you know, basically a full on bell cow, arguably better volume than what Alvin Kamara would get uh, if he were healthy and uh, Ingram would be on the field. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's just a great value. We play these guys like look at last week. I mean, the top 10 running back scorers, seven of them were running backs with an injured RB one like backups And uh, I think that's what you do. So me and JM had a longer conversation about this on our podcast where, you know, I hyped bell cower bust this off season, but it's been another second consecutive, really bad year for bell cower bust, just lots of injuries, lots of timeshares committees. And so I think I'm only paying up for two running backs and that's Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor, who is the the bell cow we wanted him to to be, but he has a bottom three, bottom five matchup. So maybe you don't even need him Um, because those are the only guys with a, the potential for a 35 point slate busting performance and a 20 plus point medium projection. It's really just those two guys and everyone else who is, is close in price tag. You're overrating, you know, Kamara's hurt. Zeke is seating. Uh, double-digit touches to Pollard every week. Um, and so uh, Dalvin Cook isn't the same receiver he's been. So really looking for those guys or the value plays like a Mark Ingram, like a Darrell Williams, like an A.J. Dillon, like a et cetera, all these running back plays we'll get to. But Ingram is certainly high on the list. Yeah. Um, Ingram's tough this, this, tougher this week because <clears throat> there's a lot of – guys in that range in that at least on DraftKings, like that five to six K range. Um, and then on FanDuel, um, he's sort of like the, the, you're playing, like I think of Ingram more as a PPR play just because of sort of how the saints are um, with a lower team total this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you, you're looking at 
are you playing Ingram over David Montgomery? Are you playing Ingram over Miles Gaskin? I mean, we'll get to Miles Gaskin, but um, so there's more decisions to make this week with uh, with Mark Ingram. I think we're also going to have Jeff Wilson. So th- these are bigger, tougher discussions, at least last week where Ingram was just such an easy play and and people didn't want to play him. Now people do want to play him and he's not quite as good of a play um, based on the slate. Yeah, we're we're definitely getting Jeff Wilson. Mitchell is doubtful, hasn't practiced all week and and Mitch uh, Wilson is 5k on Fandle. He's, he's going to be a free square. Um, I, so Scott uh, and Johnny's too, like, uh, Darrell and uh, Ingram are the same price on DK. So if we can say Edwards Alaire's out, Kamara's out, which uh, which one of those two you guys like the most? Montgomery's right there too, to your point too, 55. Yeah, that's what's that's what's hard. I'm not sure. Um, I, the way I'm I'm starting to mess around with with tournament stuff is I think the move maybe to, to limit your exposure to those five, you know, mid five running backs, but it's tough. I mean, there's a lot, there's just a lot of good ones this week versus last week. Scott, you have a strong leaner. No, the way my process works is I, I do this show that I finish writing the slate breakdown and then at three in the morning, I'll reread it, edit it, reread it, edit it, reread it, edit it. And then build my TLDR or I rank the values and that takes me another hour. And I'm just looking forward to not having to do that for a few hours. It's just tough. It's <laughs> like Johnny said, it's just like uh, eight, 85 to 95% of the work for Ingram versus 66 to 70% of the work for Williams in this stupidly amazing uh, game with the highest over under by a landslide. And it's just, it's just one of those tricky things. I, it, this feels like a great week for MME guys, because like I said, you could poke holes in all of the best wide receiver plays, but there's massive upside. So, you know, you could just do 20% Ingram, 20% or 30% Ingram, 30% Williams, 30% uh, uh, Montgomery, and then just, you know, hope you, you swing the right way with the right combinations. Yeah. Well, to that point, I mean, now we're going to get Jeff Wilson, who's, uh, uh, what, 5K? 5,100 on DK? He's 5K on FanDuel. So we'll get uh, – Are we definitely we'll get getting Wilson him? Back. Yeah, Mitchell hasn't practiced all week, man. Yeah. They said he's, Mitchell's oh. doubtful. So. Yeah. And Michael Hasty's ankle is <laughs> fucked up. They hate Trey Sermon. So, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be Jeff Wilson, like 80% of the carries. I mean, he's another GPP guy to me, though, where it's just like – remember last year, you know, just random three touchdown games – or yeah. just nothing. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville, damn. Damn home. Yeah. Yeah. Niners are five and a half. So um, all right, we'll we'll get there. We'll talk more about Jeff Wilson when we get there. Um anybody want to play some Eagles? Um, I don't know if I mentioned it. They should get Miles Sanders back, which is nice for season long. I actually just traded for Sanders in a couple of weeks. Um, but this week I, I think we're gonna see uh, some sort of rotation. Um, Scott, I wanted to ask you about this. What do you think they're going to do in terms of like um, split with this backfield? Not this week, but like moving forward with Sanders. Um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say a full on bell cow, though. It's it's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's weird how like they've just neglected 
Kenny Gainwell when he was the clear RB2 he's with sick. Sanders healthy. Kenny Gainwell. Uh, I mean, it just – He's – Oh, boy. He's well, not. it just doesn't matter against <laughs> the Saints' run defense this week, but uh, I'd, I'd say probably like 70% of the rushing work, mm. 40% of the receiving work. Damn. But he's we a... talked about this on the, the show earlier where if you combine Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, like yeah. they're putting up supra Derrick Henry levels of rushing production. Yeah. No, I know. And that's the thing. Like Sanders has so much fucking upside if they, uh, if they keep rolling this same offense. Um, anyway, uh, anybody, anybody want to play some Eagles? Goddard's back. I have no interest. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, if, if you're, if you're playing any Jalen Hurts teams in tournaments, I think Devonta Smith is, is the guy you stack him with. Um, I mean, he's just, you know, he's really the upside there, but it's not really a great matchup. It's not really a great game. Um, now we have Goddard gone and they'll probably do some kind of rotation at tight end. I'm not going to mess with their backup tight ends either. I think there's two min price tight Goddard ends. Should... Are... Sounds Goddard like he's not going to play, play, right? Uh, is he gonna play? Not, not what I saw earlier today. Let me see if I can pull up the tweet. Uh, yeah, he's gonna play. He's off the okay. Right. I take that back then. He wait, what the fuck? Hold up. Yeah, yeah, he's good to go. I just saw another tweet. The Eagles have their uh, their injury report today that came out for Tuesday, September twenty fourth. So that kind of that kind of fucked me up there. <laughs> yeah, but he's good. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he came late today it looks like whatever yeah. that means but yeah he was a full participant yeah he's good um saints have been pretty good against tight ends right yep really good yeah i don't know i mean it's 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 them hurts is gonna I, the thing is that i guess the only thing that you can hang your hat on with hurts this week is we know obviously saints run defense is amazing um they might throw it a little more but even then it's still not a great matchup uh, all right, moving on here, Dolphins, Jets, and this is another one of those running backs we're going to have to figure out, especially on FanDuel. Uh, really no injury notes. Two is a starter. Joe Flacco is a starter. Zach Wilson sucks so much that they're playing Flacco ahead of him. It's pretty pretty grim days for the Jets right now. Um, let's talk Gaskin because he's the call in this game. Um, on the one hand, the Jets are horrible. They're giving up like 50 points a game. Uh, the run defense is giving up touchdowns to everybody. I think they've been up like 20 or 21 total this year. The flip side is Miles Gaskin sucks. He's averaging like two yards a carry. Um, his role is amazing, but he's not good at football. Um, he's going to be mega chalk. And honestly, I, I don't know. Gaskin was chalk like, what was it, like five or six weeks ago? I can't remember who they were playing. Three and, weeks uh, ago. We, we, we leaned Booker and then Booker got Texans, hurt. That's right. It was a Texans game. That's right. Uh, the, you know, obviously they had Malcolm Brown then, and he ended up – Malcolm Brown ended up getting like eight or nine uh, carries. Uh, you know, it's Gaskin and Ahmed, but I don't know if I can play chalk miles Gaskin, man. Yeah, I, let, I me, let me take this one. Uh, so, like you said, the role has been amazing the last two weeks. Uh, 85% of the carries, 82% of the targets, all of the near end zone work comes out to about 17.5 carries, 4.5 targets, and like low-end RB1 levels of XFP. Um, the issue is we've seen this before 
where for like a week or two weeks, he looks like the bell cow and then he just inexplicably go back to a three-way committee. I think that is a real concern. The matchup is one of the best matchups I've ever seen. If the season ended right now, this is easily one of the most vulnerable defenses to running backs of all time. Uh, it's, it's insane. Worst in yards per carry, worst in rushing fantasy points per game, second worst in receiving fantasy points per game. By schedule adjusted, they're giving up 13.6. That's nearly twice as much as the worst defense last year, Detroit. Sure. And then over the last five weeks, 17.8 fantasy points per game. So even if you just take Gaskin's season-long average, it's been better in recent weeks, 11.7. Assume he gets the 87% share of the backfield he's gotten. We should be expect, uh, expecting somewhere between 23.5 and 27.5 fantasy points this week. So it's just insane. Uh, definitely a value, um, but it's gross because it's Gaskin. And like, that's a legitimate fear. But yeah, so another one of those cheap running back plays who looks awesome. And like, like I was saying, you know, okay, maybe McCaffrey, maybe Taylor, but you could really just go all in on the value running backs. And that's probably what you should do this week. I will note. The Jets have the Jets have played against good running backs for a lot of the season. I mean, they got busted up by McCaffrey. That's why we the, schedule adjust it, buddy. Okay, but schedule. I mean, the schedule adjustment only goes so far when you when you face literally a good running back every Bro, week. Bro, you invented this stat. It's but with the schedule adjustment it is also broken when you get hit by McCaffrey week one, and then he's out for the rest of the season. All right. That's excuse it. So um, there, and then Derek Henry smashes them and then he dies for the rest of the season. So you, you, you also just have to consider, like you look at the guys who have crushed them and then you look like miles Gaskin got the Texans, which was a good matchup. Got 20 carries. He averaged 1.7 yards per carry. Um, you've also had recent injuries to that defensive line so so it's it's definitely worse now he's just like i mean is what are the odds that miles gaskin rips off like an 80 yard touchdown run and buries you he did it a lot last year (laughs) yeah but that's last year man i know (laughs) Uh, i mean the the colts 246 uh, rushing Miles Gaskin does not carries. yet have a 20 yard run on the season. Is that bad? The gas can. That seems kind of bad. I mean, do you, re- I mean, he's going to be owned. I think he's a, he's a horrible tournament play. Horrible tournament play. Yeah. I'll just, <laughs> I'll respectfully disagree. A 21%, 20% owned Miles Gaskin. He, he's, he, I, Johnny, I think he's going to push like 25 30 on FanDuel. I think Dylan's easily going to be the chalk on FanDuel and then maybe Gaskin is the two between him and Connor. Maybe him and Terrell too. We get this. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think he's a fine play in terms of, of touches and, and matchup, but I, uh, yeah, I, I can't play super chalk Gaskin. I'm, I'm, I'm surprisingly okay with it as much as I detest Gaskin. Uh, I actually had a buddy who barely follows fantasy football, but knows I, I do it. So he like went on YouTube and he typed in my name and it was from very early in the season when Gaskin was like round nine and before they confirmed it was going to be a running back by committee. So he messaged me 
uh, early September. Hey, I just dra- drafted. I grabbed your guy, Miles Gaskin. And I'm like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Um, uh, Jalen so, Waddle. Let's talk Jalen. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So that's what I want to fake, play. If we want to fade Gaskin, Tua stacks because Tua has a ceiling here, too. I mean, so that's the thing about the Jets defense is in recent weeks over the last five weeks, they rank worst against quarterbacks, worst against running backs, worst against wide receivers, mm. third worst against tight ends. And just think he's kind of a, a wide receiver anyway. So he's a great play. Will Fuller out, Parker out. Uh, 9.5 targets, 19.4 fantasy points per game since week six. Uh, With Tua under center, 9.3 targets, 16.8 fantasy points per game. And without Parker, uh, that jumps to 10.5 targets, 22.2 fantasy points per game. Uh, Target share jumps to uh, high-end wide receiver two levels with Tua. Remember, they played together at Alabama. Um, Also better target quality. His ADOT nearly doubles. Uh, Jets are the most favorable matchup to wide receivers over the last five weeks, bottom three outside, bottom 12 to the slot. Uh, He only ran 41% of his routes from the slot last week, blah, blah, blah. Just uh, absolute, really, really good play. And I always try and make an effort to play these rookies in the second half of the season. That's typically when they start to come on you know, early weeks, that's when you play a Rob Gronkowski before his body breaks down. But uh, yeah. yeah, like Waddle. Yeah, man, I like I like Waddle a lot. I like Tua a lot too. Jets have given up uh, 20 or more fantasy points to five straight quarterbacks. And all of those guys are like, it's a mismatch of freaking talent. Like Matt Ryan. I, I think Mac- this, I think this has Burrow. slot fest potential. Two oh, really yeah. gross teams uh, where it's not pretty to watch, but it's a high scoring pass heavy affair um i, I think the I, dolphins I don't know what, dust i think the dolphins dust them i'm surprised that they're only three-point favorites yeah wes likes flacco this week i, I mean i kind of don't hate it just because we saw uh inexplicably mike white and josh johnson have super what, huge games this is a exploitable defense what what did west what did west say about uh flacco i haven't had a chance to read that yet uh, just the coverage shell that Miami runs out is typically one Flacco dominates. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play for a year, but. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting because I looked back. I mean, Flacco made four starts for the Jets last year, and they played the Dolphins once, and he was horrible. Like, they just blitzed the shit out of him. And oh, and they're going to do the same thing. They're going to do the same thing here. They blitzed him. I looked that up. So they blitzed him 41% of the time uh, in that game, and he took three stacks and averaged 4.2 yards in attempts. Yeah, with with Zavian and Byron both healthy, the Dolphins are just they just don't give a shit. They just blitz yep. everyone. So how many fantasy points did he score against Miami, Graham? Wacko? Uh it would have been yeah. like seven. <laughs> right. Maybe. So 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 if you gaze adjust that, that's like 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Anderson disagrees. Like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> all, right, it's, all right. He's worth 25 this week, then for sure. <laughs> My, my favorite jet is Ryan Griffin because we know that Flacco loves to throw to the tight end. He did it this preseason with Jack Stoll. And then um, Tyler Croft is gone. Ryan Griffin is bare min price. Um, well, you played remove... Ryan Griffin on main last week. So do, do you want to play him? Yeah, I played him last week. It's, without Tyler Croft, he's the starting tight end. He's going to run what? I don't know. And there's just always credence to That's playing those. Call. 80% minimum of the price guys 
With Flacco, he's take the zero. With Flacco, he's a phenomenal play. I mean, Flacco has thrown to the tight end. I wouldn't say consistently. Phenomenal play for a min price tight end. That's a really good call, John. He ran 36 routes on 50 dropbacks last week, so he's borderline full time. You guys know the argument I'm going to make, though, right? Tight end stinks this week, man. That's also true. Elijah Moore, if Joe Flacco were the quarterback the entire season and you take his 66% yardage share, would would be on pace for 5,000 receiving yards. So, uh, Yeah, well, he's also on pace to split snaps with Keelan Cole again. This Jeff, Ugh. I don't know what the fuck Elijah meant. And I, I think Miami is a bit of a tight end funnel. At the end of the season, we're going to look back and say that they are for the periods where Byron and Xavier were both active. Probably a bit yeah, of a slot funnel too. So, I mean, your guy, Elijah, maybe Scott, except the Jets just. He's not him. a slot. They're He's not, not a slot guy. Slot. I'm saying if, if he was allowed to play there, he would right, smash, but right. they're just not going to do it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not seeing Miami as a great tight end matchup by, by anything, any of my numbers I typically look at. They're giving up the fifth most yards per game to tight ends. Got smashed by Pitts. They got smashed by Andrews. And remember the first three or four weeks. Pitts isn't were, a tight end, but okay. The first three or four weeks, they were getting crushed by wide receivers because they were missing both of their corners. No, it's that's a it's a it's a great call, Johnny. Um, also, fourth most yards per target. So, you know, even though maybe they haven't faced a ton of like super high volume guys, they've uh, the efficiency's definitely been there. I'm not playing Michael Carter without Mike White either. Right. Agreed. That's what I wrote up. Agreed. Okay. Um, so pretty wishy-washy on Gaskin and then uh, Johnny likes uh, – No, you, you were wishy-washy. Uh, I mean, I don't like – you liked him a little. Johnny and I are kind of off. Um, Scott believes in the talent – of Miles Gaskin. Make sure to put that on Twitter. On <laughs> my gravestone, you mean? <laughs> top, top three running back talent, Miles Gaskin. Um, all right, let's move on here, fellas. Colts Bills. Uh, Bills is, uh, are seven point favorites. Over under is 50 and a half. Um, only your notes I have really are Darius Leonard's questionable. I think they're going to get Xavier Rhodes back this week. Uh, he missed last week with a calf. They said if he gets back, they're going to rotate him in, so they'll just do some sort of rotation. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Colts secondary has been terrible all year. Uh, only Bills note I have is Cole Beasley played just nine snaps last week with a rib issue. Uh, he didn't practice all week, but McDermott said he's going to uh, he's going to give it a go again. But you know, Beasley could end up playing you know 15, 20 snaps and calling it a day, especially uh, in this weather. It's supposed to be rainy and windy in Buffalo. Um, We'll see how bad the wind gets, but it could be pretty nasty come game time. But, you know, it's Friday afternoon. We don't really know just yet. <clears throat> um, I mean, this is such an amazing spot for Allen. Um, you know, it, I mean, I, don't, I, I still continue to say, you know, matchups don't really matter for this Bills passing offense. Um, um, but this is definitely definitely a matchup here for, for them. Uh, Colts have been – far easier to throw against than be run on this year. And I don't even know if that really matters. Bills don't even try to run the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, Allen's a phenomenal play. It's just the same conversation we've now had for 11 straight weeks of like, you know, we had Diggs 
pop off last week, but that was because it was the Jets and the Jets played single coverage against them and just got destroyed. I don't think the Colts are going to do that. They play a ton of zone. Um, so my question again is who do we stack? Who do we stack out on with? If, I mean, that's super simple. It's Stefan Diggs and the dream matchup of all matchups. Um, Indianapolis giving up the most scheduled adjusted fantasy points per game to wide receiver ones by a significant margin. Um, you know, last week was the first time he looked like 2020 Stefan Diggs all year. He was super consistent, just didn't really have a ceiling. Uh, but that finally came last week. And it, it's, it's sort of a leap of faith just in that he, he ranks like eighth among all slate eligible wide receivers and fantasy points per game, but he's wide receiver four, wide receiver three by salary, yeah. but the volume has been there. Uh, he ranks highly in XFP per game. And uh, it's really just an obscene matchup that, that we've talked about every week. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Mark Cooper is going to miss this game. What? That's big. Holy shit. Oh, COVID. Oh, COVID. no. There's our COVID. There's our COVID news for the week. Jesus Christ. Uh, I was going before that happened, though, I was going to say that I, if we can get a read on Beasley, he did. He got two limited practices in. But if we could get a read on him, I do like him. We've, you know, through the this year and last year, we have seen some slot guys pop up for huge games against against Indy and we know that he has that ceiling. Um, I, you know, Allen, I think this is a fine week to double stack Allen. People have sort of gotten away with that with him because he's been harder to stack, but Indy's like the premier like run funnel of the year. So I would, I would want Allen. if I'm playing Allen, I would want two pass catchers in tournaments. Yeah. Cole Beasley, nine, 13, 11 targets, uh, 21.8, 24, 11.3 tracking fantasy points per game. And then nine snaps last week, nine snaps. So that, that, that makes him super risky. Yeah. My, I guess my concern with Diggs is, um, you know, last week <laughs> the Jets just left the corners on an Island against him and they, you know, he roasted them. I mean, um, it should be the same matchup this week. Yeah, Colts play way more zone now. I mean, yeah, but they're trash. True. True. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like Diggs this week. I'm just saying I, I you know, I think we saw his big boom game. Now people, know, are gonna try and, people are going to try and chase it. Miles Gap or Michael Gallup now is just like completely changed his slate, though. So in terms of builds. Yeah. Yeah, forty two hundred on DraftKings, and he is fifty four hundred on Fanduel. So, yep, there is now a lot of value between Wilson and Gallup out there. Um, yeah, damn, I, I have Cooper. I, I have Cooper in so many seasonals. Um, they're saying too he's gonna miss. He could miss the Thanksgiving game next week too, which is yep. awesome. Yep. Awesome. Um, so much variance this year in season-long fantasy. Dude, it's, it's been – this has been the toughest year I've ever played. I keep yeah. talking I'm to having, people I'm say I'm that. having a good year. but Ben Gretsch said that too. He said that? Ben Gretsch in a, in a group chat with Johnny and I. So yeah. it's the toughest year since he's been doing stealing signals. And I talked to like a few DFS pros who said the same thing. It's just been a weird year. Yeah. Definitely been the toughest year for seasonals. Thank and God betting, too. I mean, yeah, the betting has been because a lot, you know, 
you you make what seems like an amazing bet on Tuesday, and then you know Aaron Rodgers is ruled out with COVID or something, and you're just completely fucked. Yep. Yeah, I thought we were going to get through a week without having a big COVID news, and here we go. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, where were we? Colt side. Um, Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in football right now. I don't think it's a question anymore. Um, dude's playing out of his mind, and he's now has an out of his mind role. Uh, but now they're huge dogs here in Buffalo. Um, uh, you know, obviously the matchup's bad. I think JT is way too cheap on FanDuel, and I think with the bad matchup um, and obviously being huge dogs, I, I think JT is a phenomenal tournament play. Vandal, especially with all this value we're getting now. I, I still don't think people are going to play JT um, like they should. Um, he's just running hotter than, than the sun right now. Uh, any thoughts on JT on on Fandle or, or DK here, Scott? He's too, honestly, he's too cheap on DK too. Uh, yeah, so like I said, if I'm paying up for a running back, it's only Christian McCaffrey or Jonathan Taylor. Problem is, it's a bottom three matchup. Uh, Pittman also has like a bottom three matchup. So it's like weird because they're basically Pittsburgh this year, and that 50% of their offense is the wide receiver one and RB1, but they're both in bottom three matchups. I could see them not, not showing up at all this week. And also, and I don't like- think they're, they're must. Yeah. Taylor also runs the risk of if they get down big early. We can see a lot of Naheem Hines because in the past five or six weeks, we haven't seen that because they really haven't, they've, you know, they've been winning. Um, They really haven't had big negative game script, Um, but they did against the Ravens and Taylor had the huge game on the, you know, the 80 yard catch, but he only played 50% of the snaps in that game. Yeah, I do. Oh, this is still a new role for him. I mean, he's been running more routes than Hines, but you're right. I mean, if they get if they get down 10, 14, 17. So so I I don't know. I don't I don't know because he had eight targets last week. So he assume it's negative game script and he gets that role again, a career high snap share, 84%, coming basically after four straight weeks of career highs and snap share. If you want to adjust by game script or adjust for an injury or adjust for whatever, basically career high or damn close to it in every single game. So like this really does appear to me to be a new role and an Uber bell cow role. Uh, and, and he's looked damn good as a receiver. So maybe he could rise above it, but, and he, and he also has that Nick Chubb aspect to his game where he could just break off for an 87 yard run and break the slate, but just on paper, I, I mean, I, I do prefer McCaffrey. Um. Sorry, I'm still tilting this damn Cooper thing. <laughs> um, uh, good Lord. Uh, uh, Proctor, you got any thoughts, final thoughts on JT? Um, just that uh, I think if I'm playing Taylor, as you mentioned with regards to like the 80-yard touchdown, I would be playing him on, in builds where sort of like I would assume that he ripped it open Um and I would want Bills on the other side. I wouldn't really want Taylor as just like a one-off um, because I think, you know, if this game ends up 34 to 30 or whatever, that's where he crushes if, 
you know, the Colts only score 14 and the, the Bills, you know, just dog walk them, then I don't, I don't think he gets there. Um, okay. All right, Packers, Vikings here. Um, Packers are two-point favorites over under 49. Uh, man, Packers receivers are super banged up. Alan Lazard and Malik Taylor both have not practiced all week. Um, so it just kind of condenses things for them further. MVS, I think, is going to play, but um, he's banged up too. Um, like I said, just condenses it more for, for Adams here and uh, maybe a little bit more to Cobb. Uh, they're still waiting on David Bakhtiari to come back. He tore his ACL. Um, he's been trying to get back, um, but looks like it's going to be another week here. Vikings side, their, um, their secondary is getting a lot healthier. Patrick Peterson should be back this week, I think, and Harrison Smith missed the last two games on the COVID list. He's back, too. Um, man, this game, you know, it's got a nice total. Uh, it's 49, um, has not moved all week. Um they got back to that's down to 48 in some spots now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think the markets have really adjusted for how good this Packers defense is playing as of late. They're giving up just 13 points per game over the last six contests, uh, with a high mark of 22 to the Bengals in week five in that span. And you know, that's without Jerry, uh, Jari Alexander. Um, Wes has been all over, all over how well Eric Stokes is playing, the rookie there. Um, I don't know. I think this this spot is probably going to underwhelm. Aaron Rodgers literally just got his first practice in today in like three weeks. He hasn't practiced. So um, I don't know, man. I mean, this game is super condensed. We we love A.J. Dillon, obviously. It's A.J. Dillon week. But other than that, I'm, I'm not too crazy about this game here. Yeah. I mean, I think there you can run on the Packers, though. So I think Dalvin Cook is the interesting pivot off of A.J. Dillon, except that it looks like he's going to carry ownership too. Um, A.J. Dillon, though, is, you know, every year it would be, we would wait for Aaron Jones to get hurt, and then Jamal Williams would be just a total smash because he would be a bell cow. Um, and then the other uh, running back who would sort of, you know, spell A.J. Dillon is gone. He is also injured. Island Hill. Yeah, right. And so um, there's nobody else that they trust to carry the ball. Um, so I think we probably see him close to 100% of the snaps. Um, it'll be, it's, uh, is it Dexter Williams? Is that his no. name? No, it's Patrick, Patrick Taylor, Taylor Jr. Yeah, oh, yeah. Taylor. He's a guy right. from Memphis. Who was from the Bengals yeah. practice squad or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think any, I don't think they're really going to, and, and with Rogers, like if you blow a pass protection or something, you are, you are gone forever. Um, so I think it'll be family members. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think Dylan's just, I mean, he's just a good play. I mean, it's a, it's a bell cow and he's talented. You know, it's one of those backups who's a good player. That He's RB2 in our projections. He's RB12 DraftKings, <laughs> RB14 on FanDuel. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a no-brainer play like last week. The nuts was uh, Ingram, Ramondre, and uh, – You're honest. Uh, You're honest. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. Dylan's lock button on FanDuel and DK. Um yeah, Patrick Taylor's not good. I mean, he was UDFA in 2020, hasn't hadn't played a snap. They just elevated him. 
couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're gonna see Dylan pretty much play every snap. Um, Viking side, any love for for Jefferson or, or Thielen here? Um, you know, I think I think you're right, Johnny. Dalvin Cook's probably gonna carry a little too much ownership for what his what his role has been here recently. Yeah, and I don't think you should pl- you should definitely not play them together. Because um, I don't Cook and Dylan. You mean? Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Because neither, neither, I don't think either of these guys have like a you know a ten target ceiling or anything. So, um, I wouldn't want them on the same team. Agreed. Um, Scott, Devonte Adams or Tyree Kill? Um, I think Devonte Adams is continually being overrated this year. He's just he he has like two boom games and the rest is just you know super underwhelming i think a better argument is debo versus adams with tyreek in this total game against the dallas defense that's hemorrhaging big plays uh i'm gonna prioritize tyreek especially just because like i mean who who has better sleep busting upside i think it's tyreek by about like 10 points um I also think I mean, people, who knows are gonna, though, but... people are going to play Dylan and Adams together too, which is I I also think is a, a big mistake. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, how much do you love Adams? Because I, I might like <laughs> Stefan Diggs more in the matchup. I like Dylan I more. I like Tyreek more. Yeah. So, right. you know, if I'm picking a Packer, I'm, I'm picking Dylan. Because, I mean, really, the Adams' big value has been when they throw to him at the goal line. Um, and they seem pretty good with running Dylan inside the five. So, um, you know, it's which, which Packer gets the goal line touchdowns. And it's like, you know, Adams would be that great pivot off of Dylan, except that he's going to be, I think the highest owned wide receiver on the slate um, at the top end of pricing. So uh, I'll probably just have a lot more Dylan and may just not play Adams. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really excited to watch this game just to, just to watch Dylan smash a, by my numbers, uh, the sixth most athletic running back to come out since 2000. Just an absolute freak, just bowling ball of a human. Has no lateral agility, but he can run over everybody. Hard to move laterally when you got thighs that big, man. Yeah, exactly. It's true. <laughs> um, on that Adams versus Hill note with uh, with no Cooper now is Lamb. He's kind of Derrick Henry-esque. And, like, I know that's no. sacrilege. No. I know that's sacrilege, but, you know, he's just such a – monster of a man and he's not only is a sacrilege it's it's wrong derrick henry is one of one man derrick henry is one of one uh is lamb in that conversation now with hill and adams with no cooper i think he was before okay yeah 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 his his like he is clearly the wide receiver one in this team oh yeah uh he has led the receivers in xfp in every game but one just like immediately well above cooper and then last week slot uh, percentage jumped to like 75 percent which i mean you're just putting him in the best matchups every week that's that's awesome yeah we'll, we'll talk through that a little bit more when we get to that game but i i'm i think we're going to see lamb like fully outside with no cooper yeah, that's probably, um, that's probably. Um, all right, let's, we got to keep it moving here. It's two o'clock already. Let's breeze through Lions Browns here. Um, Browns are 11 point favorites over under 44. Uh, Jared Goff is dead. Um, 
completely dead. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to see Tim O'Boyle. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good time, man. Uh, also, Jamal Williams should be back. DeAndre Swift's coming off like a 40-touch game. Um, so I think I, I would not be surprised if we saw Swift's role dinged a little bit with Williams back. He's missed like a month with this thigh thing he had. Uh, Jamar Jefferson has a knee and ankle issue. Um, so it should just be Swift and Williams this week. Brownside, uh, Nick Chubb's back. He's off the COVID list. Uh, one of their coaches, I don't know if it was Stefanski, they said Chubb couldn't practice. He said he felt sick for like a day. Um, but then he got over it. So he should be pretty damn close to 100%. Um, only other notes I have, Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz are both questionable. They've both, both missed a ton of practices, but who cares? We're not playing Black Browns wide receivers. Um, to Chubb or not to Chubb? Proctor, what do you say? I like Chubb. My worry with Chubb is, um, number one, the Lions showing up, uh, which I do not think they will show up. Tim Boyle. <laughs> Tim Boyle is horrible. Um, <laughs> like, real bad. You know, like, there's backup quarterbacks that, you know, we can say, you know, oh, you know, I think they can be competent. It's not like Jared Goff's anything special, but he is real. Tim Boyle is, is horrible. Um, and I think the Brown's defense is pretty solid. So I think that's the concern is that we know the Browns have no issue taking Chubb off the field when, you know, they have a 14 point lead or whatever. And they're going to, it looks like they'll have John Kelly uh, and Dearness behind him. So that's my only concern is, you know, the line's not showing up, but I also worry that maybe they give him some like cardio rest because he hasn't been able to practice for, for a week. Um, that's always the issue with Chubb because, you know, if we could get 22 touches, then Chubb is what, like the RB one on the week every week, but it's just so hard to get that. Yeah. I mean, week nine, he saw 14 carries and only two targets. Dearness Johnson saw eight carries. And uh, I mean, so if he's back into that sort of timeshare where it was Kareem Hunt, now it's Johnson. That's, that's not great. The matchup's awesome, though, and, and Chubb, of course, can just, like I said, you know, take an 80-yard run to the house and break the slate, which is super yeah. frustrating. I mean, Browns, even with Mayfield being incredibly banged up, even with all the receivers being banged up, they still have a 28-point team total behind only the Chiefs and Bills on this slate. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if Chubb gets 15 carries, he could take him for 130 and two touchdowns. And nobody's yeah. going to play him. It's a great matchup. Nobody's going to play him. I might like Chubb quite a bit um, come Sunday for tournaments. I haven't made my mind up yet, but it, I, I might get there. Um, all right, let's move on. This game's simple. Uh, but about where were we? Okay, good. We got five games left here. We got time. Uh, Washington and... Carolina <clears throat> Panthers are three and a half point favorites over under is 43. Uh, Washington is in a terrible spot with their tight ends, man. They got to go to John Bates and the Samus Reyes. Uh, Bates was mainly a blocker. Reyes has played like four snaps all year. Uh, RSJ is out. Thomas is still, uh, still out with uh, his injury. So they are screwed at tight end this week. Um, and camp starting. So we already knew that. Is John um, Bates in play? I don't no. know, man. I, I looked at this before we went on. He is like 
60-40 in terms of run blocking and pass blocking in terms of routes. Um, I think Reyes he, Reyes had a really good preseason. Got got hurt uh, in the preseason, so they do like him. Uh, I think we. See I mean, all all time freak athlete, but he very limited experience playing the position. Yep. Yeah. I think we I see think, a split I, between them. I think Ryan Griffin's a much better play than any of the Washington football team tight ends. I mean, it would not shock me if John Bates just stepped in to that role that we've been seeing, which is like 100% of the snaps and like six targets per game. John Bates might be the most boring football name of all time. <laughs> right. Those guys, I mean, a former fourth round pick uh, in, in the rookie 2021 draft. Um and and he's probably better th- than you want to think just because people look at that boring ass name and think he stinks but i don't know I it guess sounds not. like a blocking tight end and he is and i i knew he was going to be white before i looked him up earlier today <laughs> no doubt oh um yeah yeah blocking well, tight end in college i don't think you, Good call. i don't think you guys can play i don't think i don't think you can play these guys here um, i think the panthers roll yes with cam yeah, I think Cam. How is much better. do you like Cam? A good bit. Um, I think Cam is much better than what they were getting from Darnold. Whether Darnold was just bad or or it was the shoulder, um, Panthers have a good football team. They just had no no quarterback play. So, um, I like Cam a good bit. I think he's going to project as the top point per dollar quarterback on pretty much every projection model and. Um, it's hard. It's hard not to like a running quarterback against like the you know best quarterback matchup outside of when Tom Brady faced them. So I, I like him a good bit. I also think uh, Cam is a Cam is a big ding for McCaffrey. Yeah, uh, for the rushing touchdowns at the goal line. Yeah, I want to ask you guys about that. Watching that game last week was so freaking tilting. I mean, he got CMC got tackled at the one twice. He had a touchdown called back. He got pulled for fucking Hubbard. Oh my he was, god, he got dinged up, right? McCaffrey? No, yeah. no. So they, in, they took him out for like this concussion test when he didn't even get hit in the head. He was like yeah. mad at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was God, a- I love McCaffrey so much. <laughs> I need that th- three-point bonus on DK. <laughs> Damn you. I've basically know. written like a Bible's worth of words on McCaffrey this this year, but it, I don't think I need to regurgitate it here. You know, he's just a, a one-of-one freak of nature, most valuable player in fantasy, when healthy. Yeah. What about DJ Let's Moore, though? Real quick, to Johnny's point, I, I'm I'm with you, Proctor. That I think Cam hurts his touchdown upside quite a bit. I mean, he doesn't need it though. Like, look at what he did last week without it. And mm-hmm. he, you know, and he was so close. Like those those weren't even goal line carries. Like he he three tackles inside the two where he just barely stepped out. Yeah, he had a goal line. He had two goal line carries or one goal line carry in that first drive. Um, got stuffed. And then they brought my him. uh my my issue that I've been sort of trying to wrap my head around is McCaffrey is on DraftKings at least like what 1100 cheaper than where he generally would sit in seasons past. Um, Cam Newton is is what a thousand cheaper than he probably should be. So it's trying to 
decipher like how much do they vulture each other versus how much are they priced too low? Um, because if you look up the splits, McCaffrey scores more touchdowns without, without Cam, but Cam will also make this offense better than what they had with Darnold. Um, I think like in the Millie maker, I, I would exclude them from being on the same team together um, just because Cam really hits his ceiling with rushing touchdowns. And McCaffrey obviously hits, you know, the only way he's hitting 50 is if he gets a rushing touchdown as well. So, but I do think like in a, you know, smaller tournaments, 100 man, 500 man, I think you're fine to play them both. If you think the Panthers can score 28, you, you know, you get all the touchdowns there. Yep. Yeah. Um, Scott, you want to talk up uh, DJ Moore? I, I was asking for a take. I mean, it, it's just it's just tricky. Uh, volume has been there. Uh, matchup is there. The price is there. I mean, Cam can't be worse than what we've seen from their quarterbacks in recent weeks, right? But then again, in New England, he definitely was worse. He was also throwing to nobodies in New England. I mean, their talent at wide receiver. Except for Jacoby. Jacoby was his guy, and, and there's a bit of, of overlap between DJ Moore and Jacoby. Yeah. I mean, Cam, Cam had, Cam popped up for two big games in New England. You think two... he just force feeds uh, McCaffrey because he probably does. Well, Cam was, Cam was hurt last year too, right? I mean, he, no, he no, the shoulder. what's that? He had that COVID fog thing. That yeah. was, I forgot about that. Good call, Scott. Yeah. I mean, he was, not only did he have the COVID fighting, I mean, he was hurt too. I mean, he was coming back from that shoulder. Yeah. But look at, looking at the final game of the season when they played the Jets, Cam laid it on them. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, the ceiling is there. If he, you know, if he's going to run six to 10 times, I mean, he's, easily the the top projected quarterback points per dollar yeah i mean 51 is way too cheap he's a lot more competitively priced on uh on fanduel he's priced above kirky burrow wilson tua on fanduel so i mean he's he's borderline free square on dk cash cam's cam's cash uh Cash quarterback on DK, no doubt, right? He's who I would play. Yeah. Um, Scott, I think if DJ Moore, if he's some of these early ownership projections hold, I think DJ Moore is going to be a great tournament play. Because if he's really like eight, like Cam and wide receiver with no McCaffrey, I think that differentiates you a good bit. I think a lot of teams will have Cam and McCaffrey on them. Kamara's oh, officially out, so there you go. Oh, damn, they're going to be without both their starting tackles, too, Armstead and Ramchick. So another yeah, week this, Ingram. The Saints, I feel like the Saints are like the like the Breaking Bad um, gif where he's like, how did, he can't keep getting away with it. Like, that's how I feel about the Saints. Like, how do they <laughs> like, just show up in every single game? <laughs> They've lost their last two games, but they've been damn competitive, that's for sure. Um, all right, final game of 
the early one. Uh, we didn't talk McLaurin or oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have takes there. I don't. I don't have a strong McLaurin take. You just put Gilmore on, right? I mean, this this is just a horrible spot for Washington. Yo. Yeah, I McKissick mean, is interesting if there wasn't so much value at, at <clears throat> running back this week. I mean, at this point, we know what McLaurin is. I mean, he's been his role has been amazing, but he's been killed by Heineke. You know, he's just been a major roller coaster. He's got Gilmore played 13 snaps last week. He's like 25% snap share steady. Yeah, he's not a full-time player yet. He's also like what 32, 31. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that matters all that much. I'd be way more concerned about Heineke and the up and down quarterback play than than Gilmore. He's just one of those guys you can forget about who, who ends up with like 29 points and you needed him to win. If you're if you're doing game stacks, I think you should consider that McLaurin is the way that this this game hits a hits a ceiling from the Washington side. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think McKissick is a fine bring back too because if Cam rolls, McKissick can catch eight eight balls, you know, with how his role is set up. Yeah, I'm not about it. He's he's losing rushing work to Jared Patterson too. Right, but you're not pl- you're only, you're playing McKissick on teams where like Cam just puts it down their throat. Uh, yeah, I mean Gibson played sixty three percent of the snaps last week. Last week was last week was not a McKissick. Yeah, last week was Tampa Bay, a, a team you should pass. You know, it's- McKissick should have smashed up. That game script was so weird. Yeah, no, I know. I know Mc- McKissick only plays when they're getting dusted. That game script was so weird because Brady had those. Two yeah, but he doesn't pass. even play a lot when they're getting dusted. He had ten. Like, even if you jack up. Yeah. Okay. So they're losing by uh, six or more points. McKissick snap share is like still only like sixty-two percent. It's not a lot, but I, I get it. He, he's seen wide receiver one levels of volume in three of his last four games. I, I just think that's super thin with so much value. Right. I just, he's, he's like only a game stack play. That's all he is. All right. Then why do you spend 10 minutes talking about it? Because you were, you, you sassy went, Scott today. You, you got argumentative <laughs> about a game stack play. All right. Love you, bro. <laughs> sassy Scott. Good Lord. You need to take your Tomcat, man. <laughs> That's Tomcat. what it is. <laughs> you, need, you need your. Actually, your, does Tomcat make you rage? You need your Tomcat clay for the day, dude. My, I need to eat my clay. That's what it is. <laughs> All these toxins. Um, <laughs> um, all right, that's enough for this game. Uh, Panthers defense also has to be the best point per dollar projection on defense for most sites. Yeah, looks like FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, a little expensive on Yahoo, but yeah, they're they're the top defense play. They're not the you know they're not the cheap punt, but they're only twenty seven hundred on DraftKings and. They are only 4,100 on FanDuel, so if... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to just point out to everyone, I, I don't think I've talked about a defense once on this show, but so far, every time Johnny has said something like that about a defense, he's been right, which is crazy because <laughs> defense is so random. You just... Sometimes there's a... De- sometimes on given weeks, there's a defense that just really stands out, and I think Carolina is that one because they're not a big favorite, so they didn't get, like, priced up, but I think mm-hmm. Carolina should be more like six-and-a-half-point favorites. 
I'm with you. This line has been weird all week. Um, I guess I guess the markets are just still like not totally convinced on Cam, which yeah. I get. But yeah, he's definitely worth definitely worth a couple more points. Um, all right, let's move it on. 49ers Jags. Um, we talked about earlier. Uh, Eli Mitchell is doubtful. Sorry, a pan- Panthers plus Cam stack. That works. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's cheap enough. Plus, like the goal line, you yep. know, better field position, things like that. Yep. We talked about that last year with uh, New England. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Graham. No, you're good. 49ers, Jags. Uh, Jeff, uh, God. Jeff Mitchell. Eli Mitchell. He's out. Uh, doubtful. Uh, he's not going to play. Had that finger surgery. I think it was Tuesday this week. They tried to rush him back, but. It's the Jags. They are going to play it safe. Um, the role shift for Jeff Wilson should be amazing, man. Jamichael Hasty's ankle is messed up. He's out too. So they're going to be down to just Wilson and Sermon here in this spot. And we know how they feel about Trey Sermon. So Jeff Wilson is, you know, easily going to project for 18, 20, 22 carries here in the spot. Uh, on the Jags side, James Robinson not only is dealing with like this heel ankle thing, he's picked up a knee injury. Um he ended up getting there last week. Um, they gave him the ball in that second half, but um, man, he's he's really banged up. I think he's going to play. Um, so, yeah, that's really it. Um, Jeff Wilson, man, he's free square on Fandle, 5K. Um, and he's in that mix that we were talking about earlier on DK with Darrell and Gaskin and Montgomery. Um, Proctor, you know, I know you probably haven't had much. We haven't had much time to think about it, but um, what do you think about Wilson vis-a-vis all those other cheap guys on DK? I think Wilson is a great play. I mean, I think Wilson could get more work than what a healthy Mitchell would have gotten. Um, you know, we saw Mitchell, who got banged up in the game, get 27 carries against the Rams. In positive game script, I think we can see Wilson get 25 plus here. They don't trust Trey Sermon at all. Mitchell, uh, Moster, and Hasty are all gone. Um, it's one of those points where you just sort of run out of bodies, and the only guy they really trust is is Jeff Wilson. Um, Jaguars are just they're just bad. Um, Trevor Lawrence has been bad. The defense is bad. Um, you know, 49ers. I think should should roll i think they are slight I, th- I feel like the jags beating the bills has like continued to give them a little more line credit than they should be due yeah. um so um yeah i think wilson and i think he's really a really good pairing with the 49ers defense yeah agreed um we can can we play debo and jeff wilson together probably not yeah I think as much as like you're paying a lot for Debo. Yeah. So I think to hit his ceiling. I don't think Wilson, you are. You don't think you're paying a lot for him? No. I mean, in terms of like he's the what fifth priced wide receiver on DraftKings and what fifth? Yeah, fifth on. Yeah, but do you know where he ranks by fantasy points per game? Numero two. Nope. Yeah. Number one on the slate by a margin on pace for the 11th most fantasy points by a wide receiver all time. Obviously there's holes you can poke in that with like Kittle back, Ayuk, 
out of the doghouse. I think Shaq Griffin's going to shadow. I don't think that's a great matchup for him. Although Wes loves the, the coverage shell matchup. But to me, it's like, hey, uh, you know, maybe this is like getting Cooper Cup in week two, week three, week four, because Samuel by points per dollar is easily one of the best plays of the slate. And no one wants to play him. And he's not priced like this number one wide receiver on the slate, historically great wide receiver. Yeah, I think I think on Fanduel you make you can make a better argument considering he's like one k cheaper than Hill and Adams, but yeah, on DK it's a little tougher. And we know Debo's not going to catch like seventy eight balls in the spot, so I think I like him better on Fanduel. And that's why I was asking about playing Debo and Jeff together. I mean, he also he's also getting some rushing production, and Elijah Mitchell if he's out. That, that, that barely moves the needle, but he did see five carries for 36 yards and a score last week. Um, it's just one of those things. Like, remember when we were on Doug Baldwin before anyone else, Johnny? It's just like we have a freaking nine-game sample size, and no one wants to play this guy. And he's not priced like who he is at all. I think it's because he continues to be dinged up like every week. Like everyone's yeah, worried about – about the injury thing. I mean, it was, it was clear in the Cardinals game that he just wasn't quite as explosive. And then he smashed against a, a top five defense in the Rams. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, the ceiling is, is there every week. I just, in terms of playing him with Jeff Wilson, it's like, if Jeff Wilson gets, 30 carries it's because the Jaguars didn't show up at all yeah. I mean there there are scenarios where Garoppolo throws the ball like 18 times <laughs> he did last week right yeah actually sorry wasn't 18 times he threw it 19 times huge difference yeah yeah you're right you're right but I do nice. think one of Debo or Wilson probably smashes I mean that's how yeah. that's how the 49ers bury, bury people. Cool. I mean, Elijah Mitchell had 27 carries last week and still only scored 9.1 fantasy points. Jeff Wilson's not going to get any target volume. Right, but uh, what are the odds that Debo on five carries and five targets puts up another 30-burger? I mean, I don't think he's going to get five targets again. No, he's – dude, he, he's uh... – He's not going to put up a 30-burger. He'll put up a 40-burger. <laughs> right. I just mean, if if Garoppolo only gets 20 attempts, they dust the Jaguars, that's yeah. the avenue Debo's, to floor. Yeah, Debo's floor is like, yeah. Um, all right. No Jags. Moving on. Uh, Dan Arnold's led the team in receiving yards in four of his last five games. He's still not really priced great yeah. like he's still cheap but i mean it isn't it the smash play he was last week yeah yeah the volume has been great scott you've been on that but i you know i'm chasing touchdowns if i'm yeah. punting and he doesn't have much of a ceiling there arnold's really a DraftKings only play yeah exactly yeah but he's a solid play there like if you need if you can get 4k for a tight end he's the best 4k tight end Yeah, the thing is, though, I mean, Dawson Knox can get four targets and score twice, you know. 
Yeah. You can make the same argument for Con Conklin too. Um, all right. Bengals Raiders. Bengals are uh, one point favorites. Um, I think that might have moved. Did it? Nope. Still one point favorites. Um, over under is 50. Uh, Bengals are coming out of their bye. They have really no uh, injury issues. Uh, only note I have is Josh Jacobs has been doing this like a knee thing. Uh, he's going to play, but they've limited him uh, last couple of days. So um, we've also seen, you know, Ken and Drake play quite a bit more since uh, Gruden got the can. So um, yeah, probably another full on rotation for Jacobs and, and Drake here. Um, Joe Mixon, guys. Joe Mixon. Um, Proctor, you've been a bit of a Mixon whisperer this year. But, you know, this is the healthiest he's been probably since week one. Um, got a full week off. And even in their last two games, I mean, he was still, you know, the role was amazing. I mean, he's, you know, over his last, uh, what is the stat here? I've got uh, last four games, he's averaging 21 routes per game. That's like Alvin Kamara territory. Um, and really, Mixon's ceiling has been, like, directly tied to how he's used in the past game. Like, all of his big boom games have been when he gets, you know, the five, six targets and, you know, three of his last four games, he's gotten five or six targets. So um, that's really the key question, man, with Mixon is, is he going to get those, those looks? And, you know, the last four games, you know, the routes have been there. And like I said, he should be healthier than he, uh, than he has been all year. So is it Mixon week, Johnny? Need to know. Mixon's, Mixon's like the weird, the weird case and that he is, He's getting routes, but so is Samaj P. Ryan. So it's like, I just, I wonder if at some point the targets fall off, but at the same time he's playing, he's playing well. And um, this is obviously a Raiders team that I think is sort of falling apart. So I think, Mixon is as you know good of a play as he uh, has been the last you know two weeks, and I think I'm fine rolling with him. But um, he's a guy that I think if if the ownership gets up there, I wouldn't be interested. But I mean, it doesn't look like anyone's going to play him. So in that mid seven range, he's probably going to be the lowest owned of the running backs. Yeah, man. Um... I mean, on Fandle, you know, he's like 1K cheaper than Dalvin and Zeke, and he has a better role than both those guys. And to your point, you know, I don't think he's he's going to be too popular this week. Um, you know, he had that huge game against the Lions because Piran was on the COVID list, and then, you know, uh, against the Ravens, went back down. But um, there are two games before the bye, Mixon ran 49 routes while Piran was at 25. So he's basically doubled up Piran in terms of routes. Uh, the last two times out. So, yeah, feel, I feel good about Mixon this week, man. I feel really good. Um, Scott, you got to take on, on Mixon here, Chase, Burrow, and these, uh, these Bengals dudes. Yeah, Mixon's been a bell cow in just like two or three weeks. Uh, typically, Samaj P. Ryan does get 37% of the work. You can make the case for him in a great matchup. Uh, raw volumes there to uh, – but like I said, I, I just want to pay up for McCaffrey or Taylor or pay all the way down. Um, I think Chase and Higgins are super interesting. Tyler Boyd has a bottom three matchup. 
And if Casey Hayward shadows, I, I don't know if you guys have a take there. I'm putting it like 30%. He shadows Chase. Then Higgins is such a smash play. I mean, he's going to be chalk anyway. He's going to get hyped up everywhere. Uh, I, I, I don't love it just because we've seen in recent weeks where, you know, Chase is really seeing far better volume, uh, came close to a, a big game a few weeks ago, but had some uncharacteristic drops. Uh, but he just seems to me like it's clearly the wide receiver one versus wide receiver two and not wide receiver one a B, which is how most people are viewing it Uh, still mispriced. And like I said, if Casey Hayward shadows, uh, it's just an absolute smash spot for Higgins. Um, and I don't know, I think that's a tricky, tricky thing. And then Hunter Renfro, who looks like my cousin who works in insurance, uh, (laughs) is a legitimately good play. Uh, just seeing steady, really good volume with, with Henry Ruggs in jail. Um, so that, that's about, oh, and Darren Waller, there's a little bit of squeaky wheel coach speak. He said, we know what this offense needs to be to be successful. That's Josh Jacobs with Kenyon Drake in the mix and Darren Waller leading the team in targets. Uh, so Josh Jacobs is in a play, but, but I mean, that's, that's good news for Darren Waller. I don't know where I stand on that, where maybe like last week with Diggs, where I was like, ah, I kind of want him to prove it, but then again, I should have just played Diggs, and it's like, you know, great tournament play, but I mean, it's, it's been really gross this year. Wes and I have both speculated in our content that we think he's secretly hurt or something, but, uh, well, that's, that's my whole thing. Uh, thoughts on Higgins chase, Johnny. I think this, this is the first week with the Casey Hayward possible shadow, the first week that I actually... What do you put that at, Johnny? Because Casey shadowed the first few weeks and he hasn't done it since. But he's been a top 10 corner easy this year. Right. I mean, I feel like if there's a week that he's going to shadow... I mean, you look at who they played the past few weeks and there really hasn't been someone to a shadow. shadow. I mean, in... in San Francisco, you know, they, they, um, um yeah, Kansas wrong, city, the wrong thing here. Yeah. Kansas city, the, uh, Tyreek moves to the slot too much giants. No right. Eagles, not really. Devonta Smith had done nothing up to that point. Um, and so, if, I mean, he didn't shadow Sutton though. Right. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, this is the first week that I'm interested in Higgins, but I wish I had a better read on the Casey Hayward shadow. If Casey Hayward were to shadow, then Higgins would be like the best mid-range wide receiver. He's going to get written up as like a top five value everywhere. Right. I think he's going to end up being really owned. So that's he's something probably not as good here. as his ownership. That's my guess, but he's uh, still right. up there. Yeah. He's a better play this week than, than recent weeks in terms of the, the chance of Chase drawing a shadow. So, but I think I would prefer Jalen Waddle on DraftKings. Yeah. All right. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, who looks like my cousin who works in insurance. Yeah, I think Renfro is fine for smaller fields. He's a guy I'm, I'm never playing in like a Millie Maker type field because He's never, he's never getting me 30, but he's pretty, you know, the 10 to 20 range, he seems to be falling in there quite often without rugs. So I think the floor is pretty strong. 
Yeah. And Scott, to your point about Waller, I think I think you're right. I think he is hurt. Um, he had that ankle issue and missed a game. You know, then he has bye. But um, there's a chance he's still uh, still not 100. percent His role hasn't changed though. That's the thing. You know, he's still running around on like 90 percent of the dropbacks. Get a little bit of the squeaky wheel too. Like I said, that that hit for Justin Jefferson bigly last week. <laughs> bigly. Um, all right. Cards and the Hawks. Um, Kyler's a game time decision. Uh, they have their bye next week. Um, I don't know, man. You know. The Rams have lost two straight. I think if the Rams hadn't lost both of those games, we'd see Kyler, but I, I think it's like legit game time call. Uh, no nuke, he's out. Um, so they're going to have him a couple weeks to get this hamstring right. Uh, also, you know, Benjamin's dinged up. He has this groin thing. He's going to play, but uh, he's been limited the last couple of days. Um, so, you know, that injury limits him even further. Uh, we'll see James Conner even better role. Conner last week was a uh, 82% snap share, um, and he uh, widely outsnapped you know on passing downs 19 to seven. Despite that game just uh, being a total turd uh, for the Cardinals, so um, gonna be another great role for James Conner. We'll talk through that here in a sec. Uh, Alex Collins got downgraded yesterday, but apparently he's fine. He's been dealing with his groin issue. Chris Carson might be like toast, toast. Uh, Edwin's been saying this for a couple months now that Carson's neck thing might cost him his career. Um, Collins last week got 10 of their 11 carries and almost like outsnapped Travis Homer on passing downs in a really weird game script for Seattle. So I, I think Collins is, is kind of sneaky for like season long, but, but um, I don't think he's, he's a good DFS play. Uh, let's talk through Connor. Um, you know, he ended up getting there last week with the late touchdown ended up being fine. Obviously he was, you know, killed a lot of tournament teams, but he didn't just totally nuke you because he got there. Um, much better spot here, especially if Kyler plays, but I think that's kind of the question. Like if, if Kyler doesn't play, then I, I want no Connor. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think about Connor here with, with or without uh, Kyler? Kyler did the, his interview earlier, I guess it was today or yesterday and essentially said it's up to him whether or not he plays and that he wants, wants to play i don't know it was a weird weird back and forth um if kyler plays <clears throat> connor's like one of my favorite plays on on the slate especially as a late swap option um but if kyler is out and they're going to be using it sounds like colt mccoy may be able to play um you know if they go with strevler he's i mean he's not meant to play in the nfl um he's a he's a clipboard guy <laughs> uh he is uh he just runs man i mean he just he doesn't want to throw the ball he doesn't want to hand it off he wants to run it himself it's a really interesting quarterback um yeah i, I don't know i i, I would rather have um Kyler out there to play Connor I think he kind of got lucky in getting there last week Colt was pretty brutal yeah Connor got real lucky a touchdown I think came on the last drive or second to last drive yeah I mean if Kyler, if Kyler plays I'm with you I think I think Connor's an, an amazing play um 
Yeah, if Kyler, Kyler plays, he's just as good, if not a better play, than AJ Dillon. And that's what I was just about to ask you, because those two guys are back to back in pricing on uh, on FanDuel. Uh, DK, I think it's a little bit more. Of a, no, they're back to back there too. So, yep. Uh, Scott, you got a Connor Taker. Anything different? No. no yeah. Um, Seahawks side, man. I mean, after after Wilson, they came out and threw it, man. I mean, Wilson just sucked. You know, he missed whatever it was, five and a half weeks with the you know the badly broken finger. They came out and threw it on seventy percent of their early down pass plays, and then immediately after the game, Pete Carroll was saying they needed to run the ball more. <laughs> So you know what they're going to do this week. They're going to run the ball more. Jesus Christ. Um, any thoughts on Seahawks? This is I think Seahawks have been like the, the toughest thing uh, to try and figure out this week. Oh, yeah. Scott, what do we do with Seattle? Yeah, Gallup. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Tyler Lockett is 6,000 on, on DraftKings. So he was one of my favorite plays last week. And the argument was, I think he's finally fully healthy. He has that long history of fighting through injury, not appearing on the injury report, not playing well. And then he was just absolutely fully back, you know, the, the week prior to the bye should be more healthy. Uh, the, the missing variable was, well, what if Russ isn't healthy? Russ had his worst ever game. It was really, really bad. Uh, if you played Lockett, you absolutely should have smashed by XFP. I think he ranked uh, like second best on the week, led the position in air yards, deep targets. Uh, but his par, his points against replacement uh, was second worst of any wide receiver in any week this season. So just obscenely poor efficiency. I think that's all on Russ, but the volume was amazing. Same for Lockett too. Uh, together, they combined for 9.9 fantasy points and a 40.1 point expectation. So it's the same thing as last week, basically, where, you know, was that just Rust? Is Wilson still not healthy? Um, because otherwise, I, I'd really like him a lot. Yeah, He's definitely cheap. That's literally the back and forth I've had in my head, Scott, that you just put out there. I mean, I'm also, I mean, I, I can definitely excuse Wilson having a shitty game after missing so much time, but Carol coming out and saying that they're going to try and run him more scares the shit out of me because every time he says that shit, Alex Collins or Chris Carson, whatever, they're going to get 23 carries and average four yards carry. And put Wilson Tyler in. to play. Shit, sevens. What's that? We need Kyler out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the key to this game. I, I don't think we're going to know until uh, Sunday either. Yeah. We won't know. We might not know until, you know, 90 minutes before game time, too. Um, all right. Let's close it out here, guys. Uh, we got 18 minutes. So if we can't make a lineup, it's okay because we got a big game here to talk through with the Cowboys Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are two and a half point favorites over under 56. Uh, the big news we're waiting on this game is. CEH. Uh, Chiefs have a bye next week. Um, Reed said that he had a good week of practice, but didn't say anything else this morning. Uh, keep in mind, Edwards Alaire is still in the IR, so they have to activate him uh, by tomorrow afternoon. So we'll know uh, by tomorrow afternoon with, uh, with him. Um, man, 
you know, that's that's the thing for this game. That's where that's what we're waiting on in terms of Durrell. Uh, selfishly, I have Durrell in a shit ton of season long leagues, so it'd be great if Edwards <laughs> would sit one more. It'd be awesome. Um, yeah, game of the week. I mean, by now you've heard it. Um, I mean, this this game is just amazing. I mean, uh, it's the number one game uh, in my pace and play model by far, like by magnitudes over the rest of these uh, the games on the slate. Um, but as we've talked about on the show all year, man, it's going to be the chalk. And anytime, you know, these guys are, you know, we got two quarterbacks are going to push 20. Receiver's going to push 25-30. I mean, you know, there's merit to, to fading the game. But, I mean, this game has 70-point upside. If uh, if Mahomes plays like he did last week, this game has 70-point upside. Um, so, Johnny, how, how are we playing it, man? Um. <clears throat> I guess the one thing that I keep thinking about is the Chiefs had, they've had one good game out of their last, what, seven? Yeah. And now they're going to be the highest owned players on the slate. Um, So I don't necessarily know what to do with that. I think the, uh, Dallas defense is obviously better than the Rams defense. Um, so I think there are avenues that people are, they've, they've just decided the chiefs are, are fixed. Um, so that's one thing I'm trying to, to work through. I will probably be a little under the field on, on Mahomes, um, But I do think Tyreek Hill is, tough to ignore since he's going to get a million targets. And then I think Dallas is the better team. Uh, I wish they were at home. Um, But obviously now with Gallup, um, it makes it so much easier to just stack this game. So I think that the total ownership of game stacks for this game is going to be even higher now than it would have been if it was Cooper um, as wide receiver two instead. So I, I don't know if you guys have a good read on, on the chiefs all of a sudden being fixed, but I'm no. not fully convinced that they are. No, neither am I. I mean, so last week, you know, Raiders play a ton of cover three, one high safety and Mahomes' struggles this year has come against two high where, you know, the top two safeties are basically just, you know, trying to eliminate Hill with bracket and then, you know, just come underneath with Kelsey uh, last week, the Raiders just played, they just stuck to their cover three. They didn't switch it up and Mahomes, you know, he boned them. Um, so I don't know, man, I am with you. I don't, I don't think after that one game, um, I'm thinking this is, you know, the 2019 chiefs again, that being said though, I mean, Dallas is such a great team. Like Dallas is, they should be getting a lot more respect in my opinion, this game, um, especially against the chiefs defense. I, I, yeah, I mean, if Dallas comes out and builds a lead, I mean, Mahomes in a trailing game script trying to keep up with Dak, regardless of um, how we feel about the Chiefs, is is awesome. You know, so there's there's multiple avenues here for for this game uh, to really work. Um, Scott, what do you think here? Yeah, this is this is just a tricky tricky situation because I I just want to go all in on this. Uh, I think Johnny raises good points, but uh, I mean, pace is through the roof. Uh, 
Dallas can really shoot out with the best of them. I think that's what Kansas City is going to do. That's what they typically do. Um, so, so how do we approach this for tournaments? I, I kind of just want to be even with the field and then build lineups that would make sense if this flops, but I, I can't even see that. What is, what does that even entail, Johnny? Is that like Zeke lineups with? Yeah. Yeah. If this game flops, it's definitely Zeke. Oh boy. I mean, Dallas, Dallas is happy to just run it down your throat if they have a lead yeah. and they can definitely run on Kansas city if they have a lead. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I just think the Cowboys are such a better team than the chiefs right now, like night and day. I mean, they could, they could come out and just build up, you know, build a 10, 14 point lead pretty quick. Um, what do you guys think about Gallup now with this Cooper news? He'll probably be the highest owned wide receiver on the slate now. <clears throat> I mean, he's just a great play with no Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, 42 on DK. I think he's 51, if I remember. Mendel. He probably boosts Dak's ownership, too, in larger field tournaments because it makes it easier to True. do the Dak double stacks. It's, gonna, it's just going to boost this entire game's ownership by, by a good bit. Yeah, it just condenses it down further. Um, is there any leverage here? I mean, Nicole, I, I mean, I feel like a couple of weeks ago in that Titans game, Nicole was like 25, 30%, which is just crazy. You know, I, I don't know. Is there any leverage besides Zeke in this game? Pringle now, right? Isn't he the – he's the wide receiver three now. Uh, what would you say? Pringle, wide receiver three. Oh. No, I mean, is Kelsey the best tight tight end play this late too? Is Kelsey just like getting old? Is that what's happening? Is that why the Chiefs are yeah. bad? I think he looks. I think he's looked awesome the last couple of weeks. He, I think he was, for one nineteen. Yeah, or eight, I mean, eight for one nineteen last week. Yeah, I mean that was his highest yardage total of the year. Um, I think he was legit hurt after that Bills game. He had a really bad like yeah. neck stinger. Um. I think he's he's pretty close to 100 percent right now. Um, not nah, best time and played on the slate is Ryan Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, in all seriousness, um, I think I think Kelsey does. Prices kept uh, has kept coming down too. Uh, we didn't talk about um, uh, Ertz. Ertz is 5K. He's a, he's been a full time player, you know, since you know he got kind of ramped up. If Kyler plays, what do you guys think about Ertz? Yeah, I think he's I think he's fine. He's kind of expensive though. Yeah. Kyler has to play for me to play any of these sure. Cardinals guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, you guys want to make a lineup here? We got about five minutes. I will say that if if Clyde is if Clyde is active, I would be pretty interested in him, but that's just my final note. Yeah, my concern, though, is, I mean, like I said, they have the bye next week. So even if they play them, it might just be in, like, a kind of limited-ish role. I just think in the sense of, like, Daryl is going to be – Daryl would be 20% owned. If Clyde is active, he'll be, like, 
four, five. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right, you guys want to make a lineup here, Ben? I'm gonna share my screen with you and try not to be a boomer about it this time. <laughs> no boomer. Just let me know when uh when it's good there, Ben. Okay, sweet. Uh, all right, guys, we got like five, six minutes here. So let's breeze through it. Where, where do we want to start here? DK tournament team. What do you guys think? Do start with some of these running back values. The question is, are we, are we doing like a cam team or are we doing going away with a, with a stack quarterback type team? Hmm. Let's do a stack. All right. Um, what are we thinking? Um, tough scene. This is rough. Yeah. Do we wanna let's let's do a let's do a two uh I like Tua. I was just about to say that. Tua, Waddle, Griffin. I could so see this being a week where, like, such a gross stack like that in terms of, like, name value just ends up being the nuts. <laughs> yeah, when you go to, to lock in Ryan Griffin, make sure it's not accidentally Garrett Griffin. <laughs> Tight end for the same, same price. He totally – Garrett Griffin won a – Someone a million dollars in a showdown slate once. Wow. Jesus Christ. Whoa, whoa. I would wear his jersey for a month straight. Every day. <laughs> Let's get his name tattooed on your ass. Pretty sure it was him. It was one of the backup Saints tight ends. Pretty sure it was him. All right. So we got a pretty cheap stack with Tua, Waddle, and Griffin. Um, let's get in some of these running back plays. I, I mean, I think A.J. Dillon is just like block entry. So we'll lock Eam in. Um, and then from there, definitely have the salary to get up to McCaffrey if we want to do it. Scott, are we locking in McCaffrey? Not yet. Okay. Let's get some upside wide receivers, actually. So Tyreek, Diggs, Debo, Adams. Lamb. 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 Do I do Lamb and Tyreek mini stack? Could do that. Ownership, ownership wise, we could we could do it with two and Waddle. I mean, no one's gonna play Tua. We could also Gallup and Tyreek probably. Ooh, I like Gallup Tyreek. All right, I'm gonna lock that. Uh, what do you guys have? Where we're at with salary here? Nice. We have 6K per. You want, let's, uh, let's stack up uh, Panthers and McCaffrey. Any objections? Overruled. Gives us. <laughs> What's that? Overruled. Scott is overruling. Oh, no. Your objection. You're the lawyer, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm just trying to see what we 
be able to do otherwise. I'm seeing what putting Debo in would do for us. Debo. I swear to God, if Debo gets hurt, I quit. <laughs> God, I'm just going to quit this year. Because <sighs> I know, I know Debo is, is Scott's boy this week. Debo or See, McCaffrey. I don't know that. It's just Debo or McCaffrey. I mean, probably McCaffrey, but I just that argument I made for Debo is extremely compelling, I think, and no one's really making it. He's just continually going overlooked every week and then smashing every week. Wes Huber right. says he's a Hall of Fame talent, which, and he said that maybe six weeks back. So maybe he is. Oh man, Chris Carson and I are not officially ends this season. Career. Um, all right. Uh, do we decide? I, I'm voting McCaffrey, but Scott over. All right, so then it's so then it's Connor or Lockett in the flex. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, then that just comes down to you know what happens with uh with Kyla. Yeah. Yep. I'll just go ahead and put Connor in for now. I'll yeah, I mean, Connor. I I like I like. Oh shit! I'm putting Panthers DM, but Connor flexibility. I think is strong on this slate. I'll screenshot this for a minute. Uh, let's hit the optimizer here. So we were at 138, I believe. Reset all that shit. Optimize. Damn, damn! The optimal uh, likes it to a uh, to a lineup too, but we're not too far off of that. Yeah, yeah. back though. Interesting. That's like the closest it's been all year. Um, all right, guys, this has been fun. Uh, week eleven. Good luck this week. Hopefully, we don't have any more COVID news that makes me want to throw things. Um, so that'd be that'd be great. Um, in about three minutes. Three minutes, uh, Joe and Tom are going to be on talking some best bets for this week. Um, I'm sure they're going to be equally tilting the Cooper thing as well. Um, Guys, good luck this week. Uh, Hopefully you guys win some tournaments, win some money, and we will catch you um, next week. we got to figure out what we're going to do for Thanksgiving here, guys, uh, in terms of uh, live streams and shit. So um, look for a schedule uh, probably early next week, and we'll, we'll get something banged out. But Uh, Good luck to you guys for Scott, for Johnny, for Ben behind the glass. I'm Graham. We'll catch you next week.